The story starts in Pride's Hollow, a simple town, like some that you've driven through or around. Too small to be known, too big to be quaint, where the current decor is peeling paint. A place quite out of reach that time almost forgot, doing the best they can with what they've got. It's quite safe to say that the story began with the death of a despised old man, whose wealth so vast it was only surpassed by the number of people happy to see him pass. So you can imagine their shock when they found he left most of his riches to every person in town. On one condition, it was clearly expressed that each person fulfill his dying request. A strange demand, an awkward test, the words of a man delirious at best. But there it was as plain as day, the game that he required you to play. The instructions were clear, yet incredibly vague. It simply said, what would you do if you were brave? If you could do that one thing more than you have ever done before, what would you create if the slate were wiped clean and your rules allowed you the right to dream? What would you do? What would it be? This is the chance for you to see. So the town set out to fulfill this awkward request, just to get the money most would confess, and yet what happened changed them all, <laughs> one at a time in ways both big and small. And these are their stories, started by a man from his grave, of what people will do when given the chance to be brave. Sometimes courage comes when you stop living to please others, even if it's just for one day. Pride's Hollow is a town that's too big to really be one you've heard of, but too small to be considered quaint. Big enough to still see strangers when you go into town, but small enough for your personal business to be more public than you would like. Chances are good, if you grew up in Pride's Hollow, that the lady working the drugstore counter once dated your daddy and never forgave your mama for stealing him right out from under. Wait, that doesn't sound right. Well, anyway. Gossip is hard enough to deal with in a town like that. But even harder is the expectation passed down to you from your parents and their parents and their parents. For to some, children become the walking embodiment of the fruits of our labor. And if we told everybody you were going to become a doctor, well, gosh darn it, you'd better become a doctor. Here in Pride's Hollow, we are all judged by what was done in our name. Just as we could forever reap the benefits of, well, his great-granddaddy was a judge, you know. A secret affair, a brush with the law, or the suspicious DNA of a child would cling to you long beyond the grave. And one negative always outweigh 10 positives. That's the math of small-town gossip. The Whitworths were a family that had gone to great lengths to cultivate a name of recognition and worth. And while they had desired more for their only son, Barnsley P. Wentworth III, than the life of an accountant, well, at least his clients were of high esteem. If you can't make big money, at least you could handle big money. It gave his mother something to brag about over at Merlane, Burlane, and Shirlene's House of Beauty, where gossip is truth, big hair is a blessing, and tabloids are the second gospel. 
They certainly did not expect Barnsley to give Old Man Withers' challenge any serious thought, and they certainly did not expect that he would accept the challenge. Everybody knows he doesn't need the money, and they certainly did not approve of his choice, and if they could have seen it coming, they would have done anything to stop it. But they didn't. Enter in Barnsley P. Wentworth III, a quiet guy with kind eyes that held a a hint of sadness to the edges. He slipped in and out of a room without you really knowing he was there. He was dependable, hardworking, and much to his mother's chagrin, still single. He just hadn't met the right girl yet, despite her endless efforts to set him up. And he wasn't in any hurry. Barnsley never really cared about his family's worth as much as his parents thought he should. He was quite happy with simple pleasures and a place to fish on Sunday afternoons. But when Old Man Withers' challenge made it to Barnsley's ear, what would you do if you were brave? He knew exactly what. Barnsley had most everything you could want and need in life, a good job, a secure future, a nice place to live. But there was one thing he didn't have. Passion. Now I'm not talking about the romantic kind of passion. I'm talking about that something that really lights you up from the inside out. That thing that doesn't fall into what you should do, but what you could do, if you were brave. He had never forgotten that year back when he was a teenager, and he spent a summer as a counselor at a camp for sick kids. As counselors, their job was to find ways to make the kids' lives more fun, even if it was just for a few weeks, to help splash some color into a world that had been painted in shades of hospital gray. Barnsley, the quiet teenager, was given the unexpected task one day at camp that changed everything. They made him be the camp clown, because the girl who usually did it was sick. And so a quiet teenager who liked math and reading and did not like being the center of attention put on a clown costume. A bright blonde wig painted his face and popped on a bright red nose and floppy shoes. And when he stepped out of his cabin as Juggles the Clown, he became somebody else. He never forgot the sound of the children laughing and cheering or the feeling of accomplishment and pride he felt when he went to sleep that night. He spent the rest of the summer as Juggles the Clown. Best summer of his life. So when Barnsley thought about the challenge, it wasn't so much a chance to get the money that he didn't really need as much as an excuse to dig out the costume that had gone missing at the end of summer camp. And just pulling it out of the box filled Barnsley with a feeling he hadn't felt since. Passion. He took the day off work, made the necessary calls, went to go buy supplies, and spent hours painting his face with a big, bright, oversized smile. The costume still fit him. Well, it was a little shorter than it used to be, but that seemed to just make him funnier. And when he stuck that red nose on his face and popped his rubber suspenders, his real smile was just as big as the painted one. Word spread quickly through the children's hospital over in Garnett that they had a special visitor. Little feet, little bald heads, and matching patterned hospital smocks shuffled their way to the recreation room in excitement. Following the sounds of music and honking horns, where Juggles the Clown was already in full-on performance mode. The kids who couldn't get out of bed got a personal visit from Juggles himself and a bedside performance. 
Wherever he went, he made balloon animals, left noisemakers in silly hats and glasses and fake rubber noses, and a lingering trail of giggles. There was no order in the children's ward that day as juggles painted over their gray world in a splashing mural of horn honks, bubbles, and brightly colored confetti. It took forever for the nurses to get all that confetti up, but they didn't mind a single moment of the cleanup. Every nurse and every doctor by the end of the day had their own pair of fake nose eyeglasses and a whoopee cushion to use in case of emergency. When it was finally time to leave, Barnsley did something unexpected. Well, even more unexpected than showing up in a clown costume. He promised to be back. And he meant it. And that twinkle in his eye was proof enough. And if you looked close, well, that twinge of sadness that was there just yesterday was gone. As he was driving home, everything looked a little brighter outside the car windows. Even fishing couldn't beat this feeling. He hated that the day was over, and he had sure never said that on the way home from work before. But it turned out there was one more stop he didn't know about. Not a planned stop, but rather a divinely appointed one. As he was headed back into Pride's Hollow, just outside of town, he got distracted and he took a wrong turn, which forced him to have to turn around in what looked to be a trailer park. As he was putting the car in reverse, he noticed the row of mailboxes off to the side and how one was covered with happy birthday balloons. He stopped and got out to take a closer look. It didn't take long to figure out which trailer housed the birthday boy, as the door was covered in brightly colored Spider-Man paper that said, Happy Birthday, Ben. He reached into his pocket, pulled out the nose, popped it right back into place, and marched his floppy shoes towards that birthday trailer. He hadn't even reached the door when the curtains flickered and you could hear the chorus of squealing kids from inside. The door burst open and little Kool-Aid-stained faces started rushing down the ramp which had been built right up to the door. Clown! Clown! Their squeals were deafening. Clown! Clown! Ben, the obvious birthday boy, judging by the hat that said birthday boy, came rolling down the ramp in his wheelchair, his eyes as wide as saucers. What looked to be his mom stood there in the doorway with this confused look on her face, still holding the cake knife covered in blue Spider-Man icing, staring in disbelief at the clown she had told her son they could not afford. This didn't make sense. Who could have arranged this? The boy's father had been out of the picture for years. What if this guy was some kind of like creepy dude? But there was something about his eyes. They were kind. And when he winked at her, she just knew it was okay. Juggles held court that day in the trailer park gravel lot for Ben and his friends. He made balloon animals and sang silly songs and made funny noises and gave out presents to everybody. He even made a Spider-Man web out of balloons, which didn't actually look anything like a web, but nobody cared. It was the perfect magical day. Ben grabbed Juggles' legs and whispered, Thank you. I knew you'd come. And Juggles had another feeling tugging on his heart that he didn't recognize. When the kids went back inside for more cake, the mother told Juggles, I don't know where you came from, but thank you. I just wish I could pay you something. How about a cup of coffee, he said. And they sat on the front steps and became unexpected friends. Driving back that night, Barnsley made a decision that would forever change his life and baffle his boss. He would trade in that ledger and briefcase 
for a squeaky nose and a clown costume, and he would never look back. When he told his parents of his decision, they were speechless. What would the town say was their first thought. His father, Dr. Wentworth, told him he was a fool. His mother said he was sending her to an early grave, and the news spread through town quicker than chicken pox through daycare. His mother couldn't go to the beauty salon for weeks, she was so mortified, till Sally Jane's high school daughter got pregnant and the gossip had changed to a new topic. Barnsley P. Wentworth III had traded in a lucrative, respectable job to start a camp for sick children. He worked long hours with breaks only to go fishing. And on those days he was gone fishing, Juggles the Clown would make a surprise appearance. Barnsley's parents eventually came around. His father was dragging his feet on accepting this new life change, but his mother put an end to that because they had a wedding to plan. She got most of what she wanted at Barnsley's wedding. The doves, the chocolate fountain, the strolling violinists. But the one battle she lost was over the groom's tuxedo. She would forever hold over his head her chagrin at seeing her one and only son meet his bride up at the altar wearing a clown costume. But how could she complain about that today? with her new grandson, Ben, sitting right beside her. After all, he was a Wentworth now, and she was pretty sure she heard him say he wanted to be a doctor. Excuse me. Hey, everybody. Kelly Swanson here. Yeah, that's me under this blanket. I can't come to the computer today because, well, I have COVID. Oh, don't worry. I'll be fine. I'm just catching up on my sleep, which is an understatement. I hope you are all well and staying healthy. As I dream under here in my germ cocoon, I imagine that outside my door, the rest of my house looks like this. When in reality, uh, I'm afraid it probably looks like this. But that's okay. Messes can always be cleaned up later. Life is too short to sweat the things that don't matter. For most of us, 2021 is off to a rocky start, despite our best intentions to turn the page on a new year. But we'll get through it. And one day, well, all of this will be behind us too. In the meantime, I'll keep bringing you more stories that inspire and encourage you to be brave and live life to the fullest. I hope you liked today's episode about Juggles the Clown. And while this is a Pride's Hollow story, I know that one day someone will watch this episode and totally recognize their story in it. Because real life gives me all the ordinary heroes I need without having to really make them up. Your challenge today is to do something silly yourself that brings joy to someone else and just see what happens. Now, once I get all better, I'll be creating even more new episodes that Chuck and his team over at Primo Productions will bring to life. Don't they do amazing work? If you're listening to this on the podcast, I really do recommend that you watch the videos on the YouTube channel, pridesholo.com, because there's a lot you're missing. 
pretty soon, you patrons will start receiving your Pride's Hollow newsletter, and those who have a key to the city will be invited to some fun online Pride's Hollow activities. You'll also get to start meeting some of our sponsors, too. It's not too late to be part of our cyber town. Just go to patreon.com slash kellyswanson for more details. Don't forget that your key to the city will include a copy at the end of the season, print and audio of all the stories we did that season. It makes a great gift. Okay, all this talking is wearing me out. I'm just going to close my eyes for one minute. And so the sun sets on this episode's guest of what one more did with that old man's request. But soon I'll be back with a new tale to unfold, for there are many more stories still left to be told. For this challenge has started with no end in sight as each person closes their eyes and takes flight. But until next time, maybe you'll find the chance to close your eyes and join in the dance. Maybe this story whispered from that old man's grave will push you to find out what happens when you choose to be brave.